So Dan, I'm I'm really glad that we could jump on for a session today because I've I've personally learned a ton from you in regards to what you do, and it's it's been a really big part of my last uh, like one to two years. So kind mm. of why don't you just kind of kick it off, uh, telling people who obviously don't know you more about what you're mm. doing, kind of what you're involved with, mm. and then we'll go into mm. the journey side from there on. Yeah, for sure. Cool. That sounds good. First of all, thanks so much for, for having me on the call today. Really, really cool. Um, I appreciate uh, you reaching out. Um, yeah, I guess a, a bit of an overview of what I do and then we can deep dive into it is I help men with their dating life. Um, in today's society, um, we get taught a lot of things at schools and at churches and at universities, um, but dating isn't an aspect that's covered. It's kind of thing, like similar to taxes where no one teaches you how to do your taxes and then all yeah. of a sudden you're out of school and you're just this quite complicated thing just to find out by yourself. So um, when it comes to men in their dating life, a lot of men struggle with certain things of what do I say or how come she cheated on me or why do the girls that I like keep leaving me or I keep pushing them away. So basically getting them a foundational understanding of social dynamics. So not only can they improve their dating life, but this falls into every area in terms of work life, um, how they handle conflict, relationships, uh, just in general. So yeah, that's a, a bit of an overview. Yeah, no, I mean, the it's interesting you brought up that tax example, because it also makes me think mm -hmm. about uh, like that whole rich dad, poor dad book by Robert mm -hmm. Kiyosaki. It's like, if mm -hmm. you if you grow up around people who are good with finance and taxes or good with social skills and interaction with people, then it kind of mm -hmm. comes to you naturally. But if you have no exposure mm -hmm. really until you finish school or you get older, you're just suddenly thrown in the deep and you're like, I have no idea how any of this works really. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a funny segment, especially with guys. Obviously, I know you're familiar with some of like the, the literature around the dating aspect and they talk about the difference between like alpha males and like beta males. And like in a classic, like a monkey, if you look at a tribe of monkeys, there's one big monkey, he's getting all the girls um, and all the little male monkeys, they're just getting nothing. And in society, it's just a generalization that like, they think alpha men are like all men. It's like all men care about is sex. They're just these horn dogs. And it's like most men out there are actually just these sweet guys who just want to connect with women. But the reason why women say that is because those are never the guys that they're going on dates with or that they're taking home or if they do ever meet them, it doesn't really go far. So yeah, it's a, it's a good point that you brought up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I've always found your journey really interesting and there, there is mm. kind of overlaps and they carry over into each other in that mm. you were essentially working with schools and you were helping empower kids and teaching them mm. essentially ways to improve yourself. But now you're, you're mm. teaching men how to improve themselves, uh, be better, mm. know how to kind of how the world type of works. Like you talk about mm. what you were doing before this. Yeah, for sure. That's, a, I think, a really good question. Um, I was talking about a video yesterday to my clients where it's like almost like here's where you are and here you where's where you want to go. And there's like a bridge that like kind of overlaps there. And every training that you do, it's all part of your evolution. That's what I'm about. I love evolution and growth, whether that's in social skills, finances, whatever that is, um, health, things like that. So 
when it came to the dating aspect, I'd already like had a couple bricks on my bridge um, that helped me when I did get into the dating aspect in terms of um, I was in like a sales kind of role when I was like 19 or 20. Most people know it as like multi-level marketing, which gets a, a really bad rep out there. Um, but as you know, like guys like Robert Kiyosaki, even Tony Robbins, they recommended highly. And I think that was a, a huge growth point for me in my life because um, it taught me a lot of things that people don't really know in terms of like fear of rejection. Like in this multi-level marketing, I had no idea what I was doing, but it's like, go talk to all your friends and tell them about this deal. I'd show my friends, no one wants to do it. And I'm like, now what? They're like, well, go start speaking to strangers or like start talking to other people. So I just like strike up conversations at the grocery store mm. and all those types of things. So I was already like putting myself out there in that regard. Um, and when I was getting like rejected by like a high class businessman that I respected a lot, all of a sudden when it came to girls and obviously I did have my fears there, it was kind of like, well, this isn't even as bad as the, the stuff I was doing before. It wasn't as scary as what I was doing before. Um, and then also when it came to, like you mentioned before, I was like giving some talks. So I, again, I started venturing out in terms of public speaking. I always saw myself as someone who would do better talking to a group of people than I could like one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why that was exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it's one thing not being afraid to talk to a girl. That's definitely a, a big step on the journey. Um, but then it's a whole different dynamic because my problems wasn't I couldn't speak to girls anymore as I'd speak with them and then would date a couple of times and then they would just say that they're busy and they don't see this going anywhere. Um, and that was like a big pain and frustration. I didn't understand why. I was like, I thought I was doing all the right things. Like first I was playing like the nice guy role. I was raised by like a single mom. My dad wasn't around. So like through osmosis, I like learned my mom's like nice person traits. Mm -hmm. And then obviously that doesn't work in dating. And then I'm like, oh, well, girls only like assholes. It's like a common thing that people say. And I was like trying to be like more like assholey and like be more harsh. But that didn't work either. I got a couple mm. of drinks in my face. And I was like, well, what the hell is the answer? Um, and when I found out there was an answer and I met a couple of people who, in my eyes, had the answer, I'm like, okay, if this is possible, I'm going to dedicate my life to getting this handled. And yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. What, what actually made you, I mean, actually, firstly, the, the thing you mentioned about the, the rejection aspect when you're doing the, mm. the sales, like... Mm. I've actually started to think like if I have kids one day or if I had like recommendations to anyone, it would always be like get a mentor and or go into like a sales job or something. Cause like learning to sell something that's already there, it's like, it's so powerful because then you really have to understand emotions. You have to really understand where people are at. It's like such a, an important skill and facing that rejection over and over and over and realizing whether it's in business or relationships, realizing, hey, like you're okay. Like maybe you had a couple yeah. of people tell you, like, leave you, like, never call me again, never speak to me again, but you still kind of survived. Like your intentions were good, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. But what uh, exactly right? And it's uh, oh, sorry, just to, to add on to that quickly, it's uh, and I still have it to some degree, but we all the biggest problem humans have is caring too much what other people think and something like sales or say for men improving their dating life that is going to be the biggest indication of growth because you're going to get hit with rejection so much and then like you said you either crumble and you're like oh my gosh and you want to go hide under your bed and never see the light of day again 
or you kind of go like, wait, it's not personal. They're not rejecting me. They're rejecting the product I'm selling. Or if it's you're going to talk to a girl in the grocery store, she's not rejecting you. She's just rejecting your approach. Um, and then all of a sudden you can separate yourself from the skill set because if you are the skill set, there's all this ego involved. What does this mean about me if this person rejects me, if this girl rejects me? Everything's like this personal like invasion and it's this emotional swinging of like, yes, it went well, I'm a champion. Like, no, it went badly, I'm a loser. When it's like the benefit of these journeys is those things have nothing to do with who you are, but you have to go through those emotional swings and go on that journey to like come to that place at the end. Yeah, yeah. So is that a, a big part, like some of those beliefs, is that like a big part of the, the work you do with your clients? Because you said you mm. you always thought you'd be better with group stuff, but you actually have done one-on-one -on -one for quite some time. Like, are those beliefs of like separating yourself from the like your ego and focusing on it's not actually you, it's kind of like, the way you maybe approached or the product is that kind of big focus for you yeah for sure um yeah as you mentioned i've been doing one-on-ones for about two and a half years now and it's uh, it's a really really cool exciting journey working one-on-one -on -one with someone in the the i know you've done a lot of one-on-one -on -one mentoring yourself the benefit mm. is you can touch into nuances where it's like how specifically does it apply to this person so i see that there's kind of certain key areas of dating seven in a basic sense but it can go broken down into smaller ones and i when i first start working with a client i say where's the biggest breakdown in the system um i know you're a big fan of automation um and i didn't always see it like this in the beginning but when i did everything changed i read a book called i think it's work the system by sam carpenter or like something like that and it basically says like everything is a system you know when you go and shower in the morning you have a system you either sit there and you just think about stuff or like you get in there and you wash yourself and then you get out it's like mm. everything's a system and then when i started seeing social dynamics in terms of a system almost like cogs in a wheel and in order for you to get a result at the end whether that be like for find a fulfilling partner uh, where that'd be like have some awesome sexual experiences there's like um people that you're meeting in the beginning and then like how good is your system that's going to churn out the results that you want if you're not getting the results there's something breakdown in the system and that's when i work with clients i'm like where's the biggest breakdown here is it well he's not even really talking to girls it's like okay well there's the biggest breakdown let's figure that out and then he is talking to girls but he's coming across too much of a nice guy so it's like cool how do we find that right blend between um being caring and thoughtful but at the same time not being boring and somewhere the girls like enjoy being around so there's certain like different keys um that i work on with clients to kind of get them the biggest wins as, as quick as possible yeah yeah and each of those seven areas are mm. they are they almost like directly one-to-one -one with like potentially different person that part of your personality mm. Uh, potentially it's almost like an overview, like think of like a business, you know, on the one part you might have like marketing and then the other part you might have like a finances and accounting, and then you might have like a customer relationships manager and you might have sales and it's like all these different aspects depending on how big the business is, but you kind of mm -hmm. need all of them to get to a certain level. 
Um, it's the same thing like with a car, you can have, and sorry, I don't really know a lot about cars, but you can have like the engine, but it doesn't matter if you just have an engine, if it's not connected to the fan belt that's connected to the cylinders that connected to all these things, like that's a system when all the things are in place, guess what? You can drive a car from A to B, but sometimes with guys in their dating life, they have an engine, but they don't have any wheels or something like that. Yeah. So that can be a helpful way of thinking it. It's like putting all the puzzle pieces together. We turn the key on and now all of a sudden we're in a vehicle that can get us from where we are to where we want to go. Yeah, there's actually something you mentioned that was really cool in that you said um, like, oh, it depends how big the business is. Maybe they don't have as many kind of systems or cogs, but I think you've read the, the E-Myth book, right? Have you? I, I, ha I haven't. I've heard of it though. Yeah, so that was, a, that was recommended to me by quite a few people, like friends mm -hmm. that we both have. And I read it and mm -hmm. he actually mentioned, he's like, even if you're just a one person business, you still have all those like departments of HR, customer service, uh, payroll, mm. et cetera, et cetera. It's just so happens that you are all of those people. You are the one doing mm. all of those different departments. So it's like, yeah. like you're saying, it's like even in the smaller businesses or in the relationships, the system is still the system. You need these things in place. You mm. just need to, you just happen to be the one who has to do all of it, or mm. you need to fill that component if it's not there already. In regards to like when mm. it comes to data and stuff like that yeah exactly right that, that, that's a great point and i think i'm a good example of that like i was i see a lot of coaches out there who have all these fancy funnels and websites and all this stuff yet they're not getting client results or their business isn't doing well um and I look at myself for so long, I didn't even have a website, you know, I was just running a Facebook profile, but because I was getting a lot of word of mouth from clients and people were getting referred, the business started blowing up. And then I was like, oh, wow. Like, uh, like you said, I was probably doing all of those jobs, but then again, you could go into each of those departments and you could almost like, sometimes I like to give it a score out of 10 as an example, like a guy could go in there and talk to a girl, but he could do a bad job. He could say really bad things. And Maybe he got like a three out of 10. Yes, he started a conversation with the girl. Maybe that's a step in the right direction, but he still did a poor job of it. Like it can be way better. Like I could be doing the accounting in my business, but it's probably like a two or a three out of 10. So mm. one thing is like, I like to look at it from two angles. Number one is like ticking boxes. Like, hey, do I, am I doing some marketing? Yes, tick. Okay, what, mm. how well am I doing it out of 10? four out of 10. Okay. Let's improve that. Like, am I doing some type of um, accounting or finances? Yes. I'm doing it. tick. Okay. And how well am I doing it? Eight out of 10. Okay, cool. That's not a real problem area. So like number one, am I ticking these cogs? Are they doing it? And then once they're in place, it's like, okay, well, how can I increase the performance? So it's not mm. just there, but it's actually performing optimally. Yeah, no, that's a really cool way to to think about it. I haven't actually spoken about it in this way in regards to business, but that makes mm. like that could apply in so many different ways. It's like, uh, I'm just kind of like thinking off the top of my head, like health, like maybe there's like, if you can think of health as like there's exercise, there's eating well, there's um, I don't know, probably like two or three things we could think of. It's like, am I doing these things? Yes or no. Yes. I'm exercising. Yes. I'm eating. Um, I'm eating relatively okay. And like, I don't know, maybe you're it's like include mental health in that. It's like, am I looking after my mental health? But then it's like, mm. how well am I doing each of those if I am doing them already? It's like, you can use yeah. it almost in 
like any aspect of your life, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We have a friend, I'm not sure uh, uh, if you know who it is, but he was like telling me like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of yoga and I fucking love this guy. Um, and I'm like, oh, how much? He's like, yeah, one or two minutes a day. Now, is that better than doing zero? Of course, mm. but it's also at the same time like, is that really going to make any difference? Um, there's a lot of books out there about like the compound effect and all that type of stuff. But it's like, if you're going to go to the gym, don't go to the gym for five minutes. Like at least put in a 30 minute session or 45 minute or however long people go to the gym for. So it's like good that you're doing something, but like you said, like, well, how can I actually improve this um, to take my results to the next level? Yeah. 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 That comes into that. Like how well are you doing it versus just, am mm. I doing it? Yes or no. So like when you Correct. work, so when you work with people over the, mm. how many, how, what's the time frame of you working with someone? Yeah. So the, the most common package is a 90 day package, which is three months, obviously. Um, I'm a big believer and I'm a big fan of like going to like these weekend programs, whether that has to do with social skills or business or whatever. It's really cool. Rah, rah. You get a little excited. Um, but a lot of the time there's not that long-term change, change, doesn't always happen overnight. I'm not saying it never does, but yeah. people are always expecting like this lightning bolt moment on like a two or three day event. And then they're kind of left disappointed after the event or they like come out and they're on this huge high, but then it kind of like fades very quickly after like a crypto boom. And then sometimes yeah. it'll bust after where the, the mentoring's design is like, how can we put the wheels in place so that long-term changes is going to be, um implemented so yeah that's how i structure mine yeah or it's like even like those weekend programs like again like the whole seven areas or like cogs it's like maybe that weekend turns on all of them like you at least have them all on mm. now but they're 90 percent of them all sitting at only a, a one or two of how well mm. you're doing it so then you got to keep on getting those up so they're all kind of like functioning really well yeah, that, that, that's a good point because that was similar to my journey. Like I went on one of these like weekend programs or boot camps, whatever you want to call it. And the whole weekend I just got rejected and I nothing really happened for me. But what did happen is like a light bulb went off and I'm like, oh mm. my gosh, this is possible. You know, I saw guys who society would claim as like nerdy or like this guy would never be good with girls. And like I saw these guys who are really good with girls and then I'm like, it's like allowed me to believe it's possible. I think a big problem people have that they're like, well, why would I even try? Because it's probably not going to work out anyway. Where if you had like a contract signed by God saying, hey, if you do this over the next 90 days, you're going to make this much money or start dating this type of girl or have this kind of body. If you knew that there was a contract signed by God, you'd be much more likely to do it but people don't even really believe in the first place. Like they don't even have that belief. They're like, yeah, it's worked for other people, but I don't think it can really work for me. And if you don't have that like belief, like, wait, I know this is going to work. If I do X, Y, and Z, um, you're fighting an uphill battle almost the, the entire time. Yeah. So for the people you work with, do you, do you also work with people who like they still need to kind of see the light like that's possible or do you, kind of only work with people who they already know what's possible and they know that they're sitting at potentially ones with a lot of those areas or the areas not even on but they're aware that they're not on yeah yeah it's a, it's a good point um 
And this is the the tricky thing with binary type thinking. It's like, wait, yeah. do they believe or don't they believe? We're like the better question. This is what I do all my clients is like, how much do they believe? You know, yeah. again, if it's on a zero to 10, maybe before I went into that live program, I was at like a three. Like I'd seen some videos online, but I'm like, wait, I don't really know. But going on that program was like a nine, you know, I was like, wow, like, I couldn't even sleep afterwards. So when clients come, I don't typically work with beginners. And when I say beginners, it's like people that haven't like left their mom's basement in a couple of years, like, it's like, okay, we're not ready to get going. It's where guys are like getting some kind of results. They have a basic understanding. Typically, they're already getting some kind of girls, talking to girls, but they're kind of not getting the quality of girl that they want. Maybe they're just meeting a lot of girls on Tinder or online game, but um, that's not really fulfilling for them anymore. They want to be able to, hey, if I see a cute girl in the grocery store, I want to be able to go up there, have the confidence that I know how to start up a conversation and get the girl on the date or, or whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. kind of that. Yeah, and then build a relationship. And it's kind of like mm. whatever each of them are looking for, essentially. Exactly, exactly. So over the, the period that you work with people, are you mm. just are you always focused on these are the seven areas, this is where they're strong, mm. this is where they're weak, and you're just focused mm. on, okay, which next area are we improving to a good enough mm. level, onto the next, mm. onto the next? Is mm. that kind of the, the process? Yeah, exactly right. Like, let's for, look for the weakest link in the chain. Mm. What's the biggest, weakest thing? Okay, let's zoom in on that and let's focus on this. I, I think I've spoken to you about this before, but like the ability to like go meta. So it's like, if you were just looking at one tree in front of you, that's just a tree. But like, do you have the ability to zoom out and look at the forest so you can mm. see the whole picture? And this is the value of mentorship in any area. Hopefully the mentor is someone who's walked the path so they can look at you. They're like, okay, here he is in the forest right now. This is where he needs to go in order to get the end of the journey. Because if you don't, you're just there in the forest and you're looking what's in front of you and you don't really have a clue what's going on where the, the, the mentor can really guide you and then zoom in on that one specific area, uh, focus it, get rid of it. Okay, what's the next weakest link? Let's go in there. And almost by like a process of elimination, um, you're kind of left with a, a good structure or a system in the end. A guy I recently worked with, like he was too much of a nice guy, you know, he's always just like building rapport, building rapport. The girls are never feeling like that flirtatious vibe from him. So it's like, okay, this is what we're going to focus on because unless you get this down, mm. um, not a lot of these other things are going to matter. Like there's a, a, a few certain like, I don't want to say non-negotiables, but keys that need to be in place in order to to make the to turn the engine on and to have it running type of thing. Yeah, oh, those seven areas that you were speaking about. E exactly right. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually I'm loving the the overlap of what you were saying about the forest, and you need to know what the big picture is, like where you're trying to get to, but then also mm. zoom in in because. There was, there's a lot of overlap with uh, a discussion I had with a friend of ours as well. And he was saying, mm -hmm. it's like he knew where he wanted to go, where he needed to be. Um, mm -hmm. and, he, and his thought just was, okay, I know where that is, but what is the next thing I need to learn that's going to get me further mm -hmm. on the journey? And it's kind of, mm -hmm. I see a lot of relation in what you described. It's, mm -hmm. we know where we want to get, be able to have amazing relationships with uh, people that you really connect with. But mm. what is the thing, the next step right now that we need to fix or implement or learn that's mm. going to get us closer? That's one of those mm. seven areas, one of those cogs. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're 100% right. And I know also like the clients you work with, this is the danger of YouTube and online videos because there's 77 different things that you could work on. And this YouTube video says that you must do this. And then this YouTube video says you must do that because thousands of people are watching those videos. But some advice for you, which like I said to the client, where it's like, hey, don't be so much of a, a, a nice guy, like learn to be a bit more flirty and edgy. Yeah. Guess what? If I made a video about that and put it online and some guy who's too flirty and too edgy watches that video, now he's going to think, I need to be more flirty. I need to be more edgy. Mm -hmm. So this is the power of mentorship because it's very nuanced. Like you sometimes don't know what your issues are, but like your mentor has been through the forest and he's like, okay, just like I spoke about that bridge earlier, each skill is like a brick in the bridge. And the, the, the importance of the mentor is like, he can say, okay, this is where he is in the bridge. This needs to be his next brick or his next skill, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's going to help him get to his final destination. Yeah. I mean, what's it like um, when, say, you start with someone and they're lacking potentially in these areas that you focus on, they're at the start of the bridge, as you're saying, and then like mm -hmm. by the end, they're much further along. Like, what's that like mm -hmm. for you to kind of see and experience? Yeah, it's a, it's a really fulfilling. And uh, I'm not just saying that as a, as a cheesy catchphrase, it's uh, you've had an impact on someone's life and someone's life will never be the same again. Um, because of the work that you've done together. And like, I can't claim all the benefits. I, I often tell my clients is like, you have to meet me halfway. Mm. I can't have a guy who's crying and doesn't want to leave the house. I'm not just going to wave a magic wand and make sure his life's better. It's like the client already needs to come with some level of like, wait, I want to change this and I can help them change it. Um, and it's crazy, like seeing guys getting in fulfilling relationships, moving in with girls that are fucking beautiful that they care about or like even, yeah, like other things in terms of having sexual experiences that they've never had before. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you, do you feel there's, oh, actually a question I wanted to ask right sure. at the start was like what even got you wanting to start with the whole sales and MLM uh, type mm. of stuff? Like, was there a reason for that? Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a good question. And I'm just seeing the lighting. Yeah. I look like half like an angel, like white face and like a little bit of a tan on the other side. So I hope it comes out or out on the video. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, uh, this comes from one of the mentors. I know we've actually gone to see him speak live before in terms of like Dr. John Demartini. Um, shout out to him. He's a boss. Um, but he often talks about how your, your uh, voids create your values. So as an example, like I grew up with a single mom and I would say we were like lower middle class. Like um, I was like one of the poor kids in my school. And it wasn't just like saying this, like we lived in a tent for a certain stage of my life in a caravan park. And it's like, when I started getting like a little bit older, like 1920, like no offense to my mom and dad, I love them. But it's like, I looked at them and I was like, holy shit. Like if I don't do something different, if I don't do some weird, crazy shit, I know where my life's going to end up financially, uh, relationship wise, health wise. And that void in my life of terms of like not having money, that kind of pushed me over the edge to like join a multi-level marketing thing where maybe yeah. it was a bit naive, but sometimes it's good to be a bit naive. Some people 
overthink things too much for their own good. Like, wait, let me see if this is really the right move. Sometimes you just got to jump in and, oh, well, if it's a right move, cool, awesome. Or it's like, oh, wait, that was a huge mistake. But I always feel it's better to jump in rather than stay on the sideline. So that's how it was for like the multi-level marketing. They're like, oh gosh, I don't have the money. These guys yeah. are promising me that I can earn a recurring income. Um, and guess what? I didn't succeed in that endeavor, but I learned a crap ton. I added a lot of bricks to mm. my bridge there. And then when I did the public speaking, that added in some more bricks. And then when I started going in the dating social stuff, that also added in some more bricks. Um, and yeah, it's the same, like, could the lack of money drew me to get involved in entrepreneurship and the business stuff. And also seeing just a probably a terrible lack of role models in terms of what is a good relationship or what is a good male female dynamic. I don't know about you, but my parents weren't a good example. I didn't see any of my friends' parents who were good examples. In honesty, if I'm looking back now, they're all pretty terrible examples. So <laughs> I kind of like made it a mission on myself. It's like, no, like I don't want this to be my normal. Just because it's everyone else's normal doesn't mean it needs to be my normal. So that's what kind of lit the fire under my ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you, and then going from there into the public speaking with uh, kids mm. at school, did mm. you kind of have that same fulfillment working with them? Or like, did you did you kind of see the end of their journey, if you know what I mean? Mm. Like, mm. was that kind of obvious yeah. to you? Yeah, for sure. So we would come in like either once a year or like a, a couple times a year. So um, I remember one time we're actually like giving a talk at more of like an underprivileged school uh, just outside of Cape Town. And like anyway, I gave the talk. Sometimes it's in a big hall to 100 kids. Sometimes it's just one classroom of 30. Um, and one of the kids' names, his name was Thomas. Um, he came up to me after the talk and he's like, hey, Daniel, like, thanks for the talk, which is pretty common. I was like, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And he's like, uh, can I share something with you? And I was kind of like, uh, okay. Um, and he kind of like looked down and he was like, uh, Daniel, no one in my family has ever been to university before. But from what you've just shared with me today, like, I think I have a fighting chance. And like a kind of lump went in my throat and, and that like hit me hard in the, in the chest where it was like, wow. And um, that was one of many moments in my journey in terms of why I like helping people is um, yeah, to kind of see them get that belief and level up and whatever it is. So that was one of the moments that stood out. That was, I still think about to this day. Oh, crazy. Was that kind of like one of those first moments when you're like, Hey, what I'm actually doing can really help people. Yeah, for sure, because there's always two aspects of it. It might be like, hey, I'm doing this public speaking thing um, because guess what? I'm working on my public speaking skills. I'm getting paid. This is awesome. I'm getting flown around to other countries to do it. So there's a kind of a self-interest thing. But then the more I got involved in it, the more it was kind of like, wow, look at the people that are really benefiting. Um, mm. And I don't believe either one is right or wrong. Um, it's always about a healthy balance in the middle because I think a lot of people make mistakes when it's like, it's all about serving others and others and they charging too low for their services. They don't self-respect themselves. And then it's like the universe needs to show them like, wait, it is also about you. Or you get guys on the other side who start a business and they're like, let me just scam people into some shitty products. Hey, guess what? I'm making money. Somehow the universe is going to move them back into alignment where it's like, I'm there to help people and create amazing transformation. And guess what? At the same time, I'm growing as myself as a person. So I think there's like a sweet spot with that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, while you're like, because I know for me, 
like when it comes to technology, especially there's just so much out there. You can't know everything, mm. but mm. I really do enjoy when I work with someone and like, I also have to learn in the process. Like I also have to learn something new and I'm like, Oh, this is really awesome. And then you mm. take it on to the next person or you just at least have it in mind. You're like, okay, I'm not going to do it that way next time. Or I am going to do it this way next time. So it's like, mm. while you're on your bridge, someone else is kind of on their bridge next to you and you're like growing at the same mm. time. Mm, yeah that's that's really cool yeah i mean like for for you kind of if you were to uh, leave people with a kind of a message or the way you see mm. things like is there mm. kind of like one thing that you always like to keep in mind or tell people yeah for sure i think that's a, a really cool question and some kind of philosophy that mm. i use to govern my life um, and I think we've actually spoken about this before is the idea of simplicity on the far side of complexity. Um, so what exactly does that mean? Like, let's say like you see these things like make money online, work from your laptop anywhere around the world, or like have a recurring income where you don't even have to work and money just comes in every month. Now mm. that's very exciting to people. And guess what? It is possible. It's not that it's a scam and it doesn't work, but that's the simplicity. Like, Hey, guess what? Um, you don't have to work and money just comes in every month, but there's always simplicity on the far side of complexity. So it's like in order to set that up, there's probably at least three to five years of some hard work yeah. in order to set up those systems in place so that you can live the rest of your life like an absolute champion. And it's the same thing when it comes to socializing and dating skills. For a big thing for me is like, I didn't want the mental, uh, what's the right word? Like the mental exhaustion of always thinking about girls. Like, wait, what's the right thing to say? Like, wait, am I going to get girls? Am I going to end up alone? It was like, it was just taking away so much of my attention from every other area of my life that I couldn't even think or focus straight. So I was like, hey, I want to get to a place where uh, I know my dating life is going to be fine. I know that I can talk to high quality girls. I know I can get in a deeper filling relationship. I'm never going to see a girl and not be able to go up and talk to her. That was that simplicity that I wanted that I've now reached, but it's on the far side of complexity. There was yeah. a lot of hair pulling moments and there was a lot of confusion and a lot of ups and downs and blood, sweat and tears, but it's kind of like now I'm there and it was worth it the whole journey. And, and whether that takes, I know Brian Tracy says it takes between like five to seven years to become a master at something or, or to, to be an expert at something. Other people say like three to five years. And then people are like, well, why would I spend three to five years mastering my dating life? Well, the three to five years is going to pass anyway. In, in three to mm. five years, you're still going to be three to five years older. And you're either going to have it with a much better business and a much better income or with a much better dating life. So don't let that put you off that it's going to be a long journey. Um, some people quicker than others, but it's like, you're going to be five years older in five years time anyway. Why not work on the things that your five year, yourself five years older would be like, well done, Gavin, or well done, Daniel, for starting that business and going through that hardship because now I'm really well set up or like, well done for putting yourself out there in terms of dating and overcoming your fear of rejection, because now I can live the rest of my life like a king or a champion, you know? So yeah, that's my, that's my, my thought to leave on simplicity on the far side of complexity. No, I love that. I love that. It's, it's also the whole thing. It's like, if it's going to take you, like you were saying, 
three to five years or five to seven years anyway, you can either start right now and be there in five to seven years, or you can delay it by another five years and then you're still five to seven years away from where you want to be. It's like no better time yeah. than now. It, it, exactly. It, it comes up. And I don't know if you've had this, but I had this so much in my life, like such a limiting belief people have where it's like, oh, well, I'm only finding about this when I'm 35. It's just a waste. Like, I wish I'd find mm -hmm. out it when I was 25. Yeah. And then you get guys who are 25 and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm already 25. I'm out of college. Why didn't I know about this when I was 20? <laughs> it's like, yeah. it, everyone thinks that. I think about, oh, why did I start my business three years ago? I wish I'd started 10 years ago, but it's like, that Chinese proverb, like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. You know, like mm. if you believe in crypto and Bitcoin is going to be the future, don't sit on the side and cry and say, well, why didn't I get it when it was $500? It's like, if you really believe in this, Bitcoin, being an entrepreneur, handling your dating life, it doesn't matter when you got started. It just matters where you're going to be five years from now. So yeah, very important. Yeah, absolutely. I really loved also kind of how we kept bringing back the whole, you got the forest, but you got to look at the, you got to zoom in, see which kind of cogs or pieces are missing and focus on the next big piece. Mm -hmm. And so if, uh, if anyone wants to check out your stuff or reach out or get in touch, like what's the best way to, to do that? Yeah, probably the best way to do that is uh, via Facebook. That's just where I have everything going on at the moment in terms of posting content. I've got a Facebook group also. So people just search Daniel White on Facebook, you'll come up with my profile. And then there's a link to a group where I post like more free training videos and helpful tips and where guys can ask mm. questions and stuff like that. So yeah, that would probably be the best place to, to touch base. Yeah, no, awesome. I appreciate the time. And I think people definitely take away a lot from this in regards to the mindsets, frameworks, how to think about kind of the journey, etc. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks so much for your time. And I appreciate you asking the questions just before we wrap off. Like, would you say it's similar for you in terms of the work you do? Because I know you very much on the automation side and it's kind of like, in a way, I think about like getting business owners to that place of simplicity mm. where either you're teaching them how to go through that complexity quicker or you're just doing it yourself in terms of these are all like the zooming in on the nuts and bolts, how to get a landing page done or how to do X, Y, and Z. There's a million little things. And in my eyes, you kind of help people with that in terms of not going through so much of that complexity or going through it quicker. Would you say it's the same uh, for you? Yeah, so actually it's it's cool that you bring that up. I appreciate the question because mm. the the examples you were given as well with the simplicity, um, the simplicity comes after complexity or complexity mm. comes after simplicity. Uh, mm. No, other way around. That very much applies is because like it is kind of a pain in the ass to get a lot of these systems set up. Like, oh, how do I get my booking software speaking to my uh, my CRM, like my people management software? And mm. how do I have my website talking to all these things and sending out emails? Like there are a lot of moving parts there. And that that's the, the complex part is getting all those things together. But the simplicity is you have this thing that you don't have to ever touch. And it's like people come to your website, they can sign up for a call with you or they opt in for a free guide from you and then they receive an email and it's like you don't literally have to touch anything and these things are just happening but like you said it's the complexity and that can be very difficult to wrap your head around if you're not from the technical space or if you just don't have the time so that is very much what i do is take away that complexity so you have this simplicity essentially mm. and also the 
the whole forest thing. It's like, what is the goal? The goal is you can just focus on the things you enjoy as a coach, as a consultant, or in your business, whether that's maybe you love doing the accounting work, who knows? Mm -hmm. So you have that goal of like, I want to be able to just focus on my accounting or just focus on getting my clients results. But you zoom in, it's like, what do we need to get sorted and, and or automated so that you can do those things? Like what are the various cogs? And that's often getting your email automation sorted, getting your website that connects to your different booking uh, softwares, getting it connected to your CRM. So it's, yeah, tons of overlap actually. And I really like the way how you kind of phrase things and introduce those frameworks. For sure. So we basically have the same job just <laughs> in a different space. I often tell guys, I'm like, come work with me. Let's get this dating life handled so you can focus on other areas. Like yeah. guys want to play guitar or they want to build a business or whatever. But it's almost like because there's so much mental energy focus on this, I'm like, let's get this handled so you don't have to think about it anymore. And you can go do the things that you really enjoy, which is, is basically exactly what you said there. So yeah, man, thanks so much for having me on. Really, really appreciate it. Same to you. And that's, yeah. So if anyone would check out your stuff, it's Daniel White on Facebook and you'll pop up easy peasy. Yeah, for sure. Drop me a DM there and I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Dan. Cool. Awesome. Have a good one, Gavin. Chat soon.